warmly welcome Harlan Zimmerman. And uh, I let over to you to introduce yourself more. But Harlan is a senior partner at CVN Capital. And Harlan, we met in April, I think, in London. And that's the first time you told me and I heard about the very bold approach that CVN Capital has towards ESG. So we are super curious to learn more about this. So the floor is yours. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, for those of you who don't know, Sevian is an investment firm which buys relatively large stakes in a limited number of listed European companies. And then we work as an owner to try to make those companies better, more sustainable, and thus they become more valuable over time. We don't short, we don't hedge. We just buy the equity. We have an average holding period of about five years. Sometimes we own for more than 10, and uh, we're quite hands-on, um, at least by non-Swedish standards. Uh, we regularly join the boards of companies and, and of course, always serve in nominating committees um, when that's available to us in the Nordics. Um, and just some, some examples, we're the largest owner in uh, Nordea and uh, one of the largest in ABB and one of the largest in Ericsson, for example. So um, in terms of our experience with ESG, working over the last 20 years to try to improve companies, we were always essentially working with G because if you take a company that has, say, um, good core business but isn't doing well enough, ultimately that's a governance problem if the board and management team aren't getting the most out of the opportunities that they have. Frankly, the E and the S for us were mostly risk factors. Um, until about the last four, four years ago, four or five years ago, we began to see that, no, actually, um, the E and the S can be also great value drivers. And, and increasingly, of course, um, and I'm sure no one on this call needs to be convinced, um, the, getting the E and the S right and truly incorporating all of that into a company's strategy is, is absolutely crucial. And the better job that you can do with that, the better the company is going to become for, for all stakeholders and also more valuable for all stakeholders. So we began to analyze the E and the S at our companies and prospective companies in the same way that we analyze the potential for operational improvements and strategy structure changes, benchmarking to peers, looking for things that could be improved. Um, and when we began to engage even with our own companies on the E and the S, unfortunately, we found too much greenwashing and too much box checking. We began to look more broadly. And what we found was that um, the vast majority of large European companies, well, maybe they had by now good sustainability reports. Um, and they were good at working on their ESG ratings, but actually there wasn't much ESG in the boardroom or in the strategy, or um, there wasn't enough tangible process. We dug a little deeper, and ultimately we realized that a key problem here is the issue of incentives. And um, that is that for management teams who are typically driven by profit-oriented incentives or share price incentives. Well, number one, if they themselves don't believe 
that improving sustainability or ESG is going to make the company more valuable, they're not going to do what's necessary to take advantage of those opportunities because it's not going to show up in their uh, compensation packages uh, in, in their view. And, and then secondly, some of the um, factors, the ENES factors, they will play out over many, many, many years, well beyond the horizons of the management teams who, who might be gone in three or four years. And so they're, they're pretty irrelevant for those management teams. And, and we realized having worked with management incentives over the course of 20 years to, to try to use them to improve companies that, hey, this is exactly the same for the ESG factors. And we could incorporate into pay plans specific ESG factors to give the management teams clear incentives to do the right thing. When they, number one, when they don't believe it, but they're going to do it anyway. And number two, when there's an issue of this horizon, um, so very long-term targets and break them down into shorter-term targets and embed them into the pay plans. And um, we, when we looked around, we saw that there was very little of this happening in listed companies and mostly it wasn't done well. Um, and thus in March, 2021, we came out with a really a public policy statement where we said we thought all European listed companies should incorporate ESG metrics into their pay plans that are three things. Number one, um, significant or tied, tied to strategy. Number two, measurable, because metrics that are not measurable never work. And um, number three, they should be transparent so that we and other shareholders and other stakeholders in society at large can see exactly what the companies are putting out there as their ambition and where they are um, putting their money where their mouth is to, to make sure that the targets are high enough and good enough. And this is a particularly powerful policy because ultimately in most countries, shareholders have very strong control over the pay plans. We have a hard power um, or an advisory power to vote on the pay plans and shareholders are used to um, using this sort of voting power. And so since then, we've been on something of a crusade, really. We, we probably met now uh, 150 plus people and uh, organizations involved in pay at listed companies to try to advance this approach. And um, a number of others have adopted this approach and increasingly ESG metrics are getting into pay plans, um, which we, we believe is going to have a material impact over time. Um, that's the, uh, the main thrust of it. I, I was asked to just comment on one other thing, which is in terms of the S in particular, it's absolutely crucial. Um, we do see evidence, academic evidence, that um, improving the S, of course, makes better companies and makes them more valuable, um, but it takes time. It's not the sort of thing that's going to show up in short-term results. It's the sort of thing, of course, that's going to play out over a number of years. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Harlan. It's super interesting. And as you are discussing about CVN's approach to ESG, ESG metrics in pay are becoming 
uh, increasingly common. But how often are there actually a S metric and, and how does it work, would you say? Um, so the S metric is increasingly incorporated into play, pay plans. It's typically um, typically a diversity, um, a, a DNI metric. In, in the FTSE, about FTSE 100, about 36% of companies now have some kind of metric for that. There's also employee engagement metrics, um, which are maybe about 8, 8%. And um, they are now coming into Swedish pay plans as well, but less prominent than, um, than others. And so they might be metrics about um, percentage of, um, it, it, it could be gender, it could be uh, racial diversity, uh, in typically not, not either at senior management or at middle management, in some cases even across the workforce. And so um, those are great great metrics because you can make the targets very, very concrete and you can even have uh, yearly uh, benchmarks to help those companies um, move in the right direction. What, what, one aspect of our approach, by the way, was not that we're going to the companies telling them exactly what they should do. We're telling them you need to have appropriate metrics and you need to do the homework to figure out what they are and come back to shareholders and make the case. And this forces the board to take these matters much more seriously. And we have very, very concrete examples of where um, ESG was really not a boardroom topic. And because of the tie to pay and the need to come up with metrics and defend it in front of shareholders, it completely changed the attitude of the board members in terms of doing the work and realizing how ESG can lead directly to making the companies more valuable and more sustainable. So that's an important aspect of the approach as well. We need to not just get the result, we want to do that by changing the thinking and we can do that by forcing people to do the homework. Thank you so much, Harlan.